Welcome to episode 3 of Crossplay, the video game club here on Vox Radio, DKT's student radio. My name is Owen, and if this is your first time listening, Crossplay is a show where we look at news, announcements, and rumors surrounding video games, but ultimately come together to talk about what games we've been playing recently. And to do that, I need people with me, as usual. Returning to join me once again is the ever-lovely Mr. Bowie Rogers. Hi, I'm Bowie Rogers, and I'm going to out Owen because on one of the things he sent me, my name is Bowie, R-O-D-G-E-R-S, so I'm outing him for that, but other than that, hope you're having a good day. And for the first time, Mr. Dylan Cox. Hello, my name is Dylan Cox. They found me on the street. Joe, our resident floating head, couldn't be here today. Uh, he said something about the highest peak in all the nine realms. I didn't really pay much attention. Gentlemen, how are you doing? Good, thank you. Doing good. I'm not going to out you, honestly. I just thought... I'm not going to out you after he already out you. And, uh, just I'm not going to accuse you after I yeah. paint the target on your back. <laughs> yeah, I'll put that D word, matters. Uh, whoa, whoa, <laughs> Bowie. <laughs> we are we are a PG show. Excuse me, we sir. I didn't I didn't suggest that. You suggested that. Look, what whatever went where is not my concern. Okay, I'm sorry. Moving on. So we got uh, not as much news as the last week, but nickly even amount um for a start the xbox one x uh cyberpunk console that we were talking about last week was revealed it was the one that's been leaked online for a while looks pretty cool just kind of finish up that from last week still love the chip design oh it looks awesome that's and so seagate are also making a hard drive that looks the same as it oh that's even better wait is it the exact same design or is it different it's it's i'm not sure is it like carbon copy identical but like it's the same color pattern same it's, kind of it's basically pattern. it's the same it's the same style design but it's like a different part of the chip if that makes sense like the, right, the pattern right. is a bit different oh okay then i suppose in the probably the some of the biggest news this week uh csgo and team fortress source code was leaked uh the source code for both team fortress 2 and counter-strike global offense seemed leaked on april 22nd through an anonymously posted blog by a user known as Max. The leak still represents a possible means for hackers to run a remote co-execution and inject malicious code into a player's account. Uh, in response, several player-run servers temporarily shut down to protect their users. Valve confirmed the source code in question was actually leaked back in 2018, not uh, the 22nd of April, uh, as, as has come out now. Uh, they said in a statement to the website GameSpot, we have reviewed the leaked code and believe it to be a reposting of a limited CSGO engine code depot released to partners in late 2017 and originally leaked in 2018. So I think they're trying to say it's fine, it's old code, but people aren't convinced. Mm. The, mm -hmm. the main advantage is with CSGO, at least for players, they've had numerous updates since, such as a panorama update, which completely changed the UI and how the code works. But the likes of Team Fort, the Team Fortress, rather, could be in jeopardy because they haven't really changed since the Inferno update, which is the code that was put out, so your hats could be at jeopardy, I guess. When was the Inferno yeah. update? Uh, back in 2017. Right. So, it's fairly... It's not really updated too much as a game. Let alone a yeah. multiplayer game. Yeah. So, some people are saying that, especially like player run servers, are saying they won't reopen until Valve issues some form of patch. Other ones are just saying they're monitoring the situation for a while. Um, but Valve seem to think there's nothing to worry about immediately. The, Although, the advice from so called experts is just only play on official servers, 
but then people who have large inventories naturally aren't playing at all because they have hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars invested. So just as a precaution. Yeah, exactly. It's... I find it funny as well that I'm, that I'm now I can't verify this, but I'm pretty sure they said Team Fortress is only a probably be wary of instead of be wary of it, and I'm like, but that's the one probably most likely to be problematic. Yeah, it's the least defense in its code, so. Mm. Yeah. And then filling our um, seemingly weekly quota of Call of Duty news, Call of Duty Warzone cheaters can only play each other. Yeah. It's a new system Infinity War have added, which I think is great. It's so, interesting. Yeah, it's an arms race against it... China and Russia, so. <laughs> the ultimate war. <laughs> in order to reduce the cheaters' influence in Call of Duty Modern Warfare and Warzone, Infinity Ward has found a solution in making the cheater play against each other. Uh, beginning now, Modern Warfare and Warzone players who report potential cheaters will receive an in-game notification to let them know when the offending player was banned. Additionally, there's a dedicated security update to both games that, while matchmaking has been updated to place suspected cheaters into matches with one another specifically. Which I think is hilarious. Just a bunch of guys on PC with aimbot. It's going to be like some fight from Naruto or some anime. They're all going to be seeing through walls firing across the map at each other. Yeah, soon enough, the cheating will be competitive. <laughs> competitive mod in Warzone. Who can get a nuke into Warzone first? The issue started a few weeks back, um, basically when the problem kind of started to kind of grow, of um, the fact that it's crossplay. So you're playing console players and PC players, and obviously PC's a lot easier to hack, so a lot of PC players had aimbot on top of and the mouse and keyboard is arguably easier. And only PS4 players could turn off crossplay for Warzone. Xbox players couldn't. But it led yeah. to a lot of players doing that. Uh. And that was increasing the wait time for lobbies by a lot. Like, still only a couple of minutes. But compared to, like, the 30 seconds it normally takes. I checked as well with Warzone. And I could, at least for from two or three days ago, I couldn't change from crossplay. Because I wanted to turn it off after I got into a match with someone who literally shot me through a wall. Like, he could see through the wall and just shoot me through it. So yeah, I yeah. think you can in a normal modern warfare multiplayer, but you can't for Warzone if you're on Xbox. But PlayStation players can turn it off regardless, and I don't understand why. But I imagine there's a reason for it there somewhere. Preferential treatment, like they, I suppose, is either Xbox or PlayStation always get the better treatment with Call of Duty each year. Yeah. Infinity Ward has already banned more than seventy thousand cheaters from Warzone alone. Activision's latest number showed that Warzone has already has 50 million players. Which, whoop whoop. It, ju it just reminds me of, uh, I think Titanfall, Titanfall 1 or 2 did something similar, where they just took the players and put them in a separate lobby. That was but 2, I think. I think Warzone is doing it much better, since it has a much bigger audience. Then, in some more Call of Duty news, Call of Duty Mobile is launching a $1 million tournament that you can play in. Finally, I'm going to be a millionaire. <laughs> Finally. Time. Activision will be hosting a Call of Duty Mobile tournament with more than 1 million on the line. The Call of Duty Mobile World Championship 2020 will begin on April 30th as an online esports event sponsored by Sony. Eligible Call of Duty Mobile players who are ranked veteran or higher in multiplayer will be able to take part in open qualifiers, which is stage 1, from April 30th to May 24th. You must be at least age 18 and in good standing in the game without any open or undisclosed violations. So 4 people will be able to play. To click take part, you just click sign up in the game and your first 10 ranked matches will be used to determine your tournament points. If you reach 80 points any weekend during the first stage, you qualify for the second stage. You'll earn rewards for registering, progression through the qualifier, and additional reward even if you qualify. Those rewards will be swapped every weekend 
So if you've already made it, it's worthwhile to check back in. And uh, details on stage two will be shared at a later date. The fact we have a million dollar tournament for a mobile game is so shocking to me. What I'm most interested in is that who exactly is going to win? What if a kid under the age of 18 is going to win? I mean, imagine Dan, he's illegible, so he's like voided from it. He's disqualified, so the next person gets it. Okay. So it's I only, imagine. So only pay themselves a million dollars because everyone else <laughs> has been voided. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a big advertisement ploy by Zony. I think it, it, it shows well how big mobile games are starting to get slowly that we have like this. Like, we wouldn't say anything if this was like a League of Legends tournament or a, or a Siege Pro League tournament. If anything, there would be a small amount for League of Legends tournaments. Oh, exactly. Dollars, which is terrifying. Yeah, like, like I think when Dota started their tournaments, it was a big deal that they were doing theirs for... 2 million because it was the biggest at the time I think League's already outpassed that I think they still do like 500,000 750,000 I know some Tekken tournaments or fighting game tournaments have like high end uh, rewards yeah well the million is also probably the collective pool like I don't think the first place gets specifically a million oh yeah WWE uh, 2K21 was officially cancelled there's no WWE game this year Rest but in peace. 2K teased news from Monday apparently to do with the future of the franchise, WWE game franchise. Which is good for them. Yeah. Um, last year's game, which was 2K 2020, was extremely poorly received. Uh, GameSpot's reviews scored a 2 out of 10 and said it had a torrent of frequent and disruptive bugs and glitches. IGN said that 2K 20 is a mess. It's bursting at the seams of bugs. Its character models look even uglier than they did in the previous year. There was lighting effect glitches uh, constantly. The actual wrestling felt outdated and there was no real update to it. Uh, its biggest new feature was locked behind DLC and wasn't playable at launch. And the My Career mode retained all the same problems as before. Uh, the collision detection targeting was somehow way worse than it was before. So all that combined, it's not surprising that the game did that badly. They did say they were hopeful that it would continue, but I suppose with the pandemic at that point, they were like, yeah, no, we're not. That's no go from us, Chief. I mean... Rest in peace to the fans who like really wanted that uh, 2K21 during the pandemic. Yeah. But I just remember when that game was like just everywhere with advertisement. Like they made it, made sure it was like the best WWE game ever, and then it got the reception it deserved. Yeah. It looked like a PlayStation One game in some parts of it. <laughs> it the, did. From what I've seen, I was shocked how bad it was because even on the PS2, it looked better. It looked oh, like a was... scratched, like, PS2 game. Yeah. <laughs> Scuffed. All those 2K sports games are always really weird. Either with their character models or like their campaign stories. It's always just bizarre. You should see the basketball one. It looks like you I made have. some people out of Play-Doh. And all their vo whoever they got into voice act for it, it sounds like they all kind of wanted up the streak and were handed a script. All I know is that the they have... Quality. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just saying it's low quality. Go ahead. I was just saying, like, whoever celebrities they get on it, they do look, like, way worse. Because I remember they had Justin Bieber on it, and they, like, exaggerated his features, like, in basketball, of all things. They had Justin Bieber? God. What? I think it was Why? Justin Bieber, or another... I don't know. I guess he really wanted to be in an NBA game. Um, I'll have to look into this, but I know it was, like, a few celebrities who's just, like... Play this character in the NBA game. 
I mean, with WWE, there's, like, past characters and legends, but I don't know if they could put in, like, past basketball legends in the in the NBA games. I, I think they have a different contract to wrestlers, so they can't, like, have their imagery used or something like that unless they negotiate. Like, there was some rule, same with, like, football and that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. But, but that's interesting because in those games as well, you, when you create your character, you can... You create your intro based on other wrestlers' intros, but wouldn't they be trademarked to that wrestler in that logic? Once you sign a contract with WWE, all of the performances you do are owned by WWE, because they're the ones who organize what music you use for your intro and everything. Yeah. Uh, so, like Triple H, we like used to have a Motorhead, to, Motorhead, and then he Avenger Sevenfold, Hail to the King, on one stage, I think, and I. I, I don't know what happened there. I think I, I reckon they just found anything that had a king motif and were like, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, that makes sense. In news, Owen could be very happy about. The Metroid Prime trilogy could be coming to Nintendo Switch. Um, it's another Best Buy leak. Uh, now, those are photoshopped a lot and they're unreliable, but I can hope. The Metroid Prime trilogy was released on the Wii um, in, in 2009. It was developed by Retro Studios, uh, contained the GameCube games Metroid Prime, Metroid Prime 2 Echoes, and the Wii game Metroid Prime 3 Corruption. The Nintendo leaker Leaky Panda, who has been spot on for leaks of Smash Ultimate, hinted that the Prime trilogy was supposed to be announced for Switch, but it never happened, and now this has showed up as the listing in the Best Buy system. Uh, which means Nintendo could be planning to release in the Switch. Uh, they're already in development of Metroid Prime 4 for the Switch, which was announced during their online showcase at E3 2017. Uh, it was confirmed at the time Retro wouldn't work in the game, however, after a long period with no news at all about the production in January of 2019, they announced the production had been restarted, this time with Retro back working on the project instead, because they weren't happy of where the project was going with the new team. So on that logic, especially with the game having to be restarted and delayed, it would make sense they'd want all the, all the collection of Prime games on the Switch. Yeah, I could see that. And especially when you consider that the first two were GameCube games, it's not like you do re- it's, it's not like there's a huge amount of reconfiguring for motion control. Because you have the layouts of the other two games, you just need to reconfigure corruption, really. And it'll get so. people interested in the franchise anew if they've never played a Metroid game, like me, I've never played a Metroid game. I could buy the, the Prime Trilogy and go, oh, I want to see where the story goes, and then I'll buy four. Exactly. And, and it is mostly contained in itself and that you don't need to play their ones to play the Prime games. I think the Prime games are like um, in the Metroid series on their own. Like they have their own separate story. Yeah, like they allude to other parts and they are. They do have a place in its timeline. But yeah, it's it's, it's not one of those ones where it's like, oh, you, you don't know who, what this is because you don't know this game. It's not Kingdom Hearts where everything is just thrown on the floor like someone spilled it. <laughs> but you still need background on it. You still need to know why it's on the floor. What's the floor made of? Yeah, so hey, if if that if that launches tomorrow, Owen's buying it. Be prepared for whenever that if that launches for three weeks. Of this show to just be Owen. Oh, what have you been playing? Metroid. <laughs> the Metroid talk has. Metroid so, is. Metroid and Kingdom Hearts are my probably my two favorite game series. I love them both to death. I will play Metroid till the end of time, especially if I get the trilogy because I had it on the Wii. My Wii hasn't worked for years. The They only sold it for like three months, the trilogy in the Wii. So it was worth like £100 used for the longest time because of that. 
and then it depreciated somewhat because they put the trilogy on the Wii U Virtual Store. Which I have. But it's still like £60 used for a copy of a Wii game. That's how rare this game is. I can sell you the Wii U, ver- the Wii U version. It's in there digitally. It only costs like 20 quid. I mean, yeah, but I don't have the Wii U. I'll give you the Wii U. <laughs> They'll give it to you for yeah, free. Because the game is worth more. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can dream. It likely could be like fake and a Photoshop, whatever, but I am hoping beyond all hope. Give me the Metro Prime. Let me have all four on the Switch at some point in my life. Well, if they remade Zelda, I wouldn't be surprised if they remade Metro. There's also talk of them remaking and remastering a bunch of the 3D Mario games for Mario's 35th anniversary. So, you know, they could be doing going on a classic run. Yeah. I just yeah. want to see the speed runs for them. Yeah, that's just imagine. The, um, the most recent game in the Metroid franchise was Sam- Metroid Samus Returns for the 3DS in 2017, which was a remake of Metroid 2, The Return of, Return of Samus, which released in 1991 for the original Game Boy. So, just, that just, aside, aside yeah. from Samus Returns being a remake, I'm pretty sure the last one to come out was Other M, which was not good in any way, shape, or fashion. I had it. It was, ugh. And Metroid Other M came out in, I want to say... I want to say Other M came out in 2010, 2011. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Was it, was, it was at like a third person, but it, you could, it was on the Wii. It was third person. You use it with a Wii remote side with a gamepad, but then you, if you wanted to do like missiles, I think you would actually de- aim with Wii remote and went to first person. And obviously because it's motion control, swapping to that didn't always register and it was just messy. And, ugh. and then yeah, the storyline was interesting and now the opening of it uh because it's meant to follow super metroid so the opening of it shows cinematic that is the end of super metroid and it looks really cool and i'll give it that but the game itself is just eh. when especially when you compare it to prime where prime you got all these cool new suits whereas this one it was more like upgrades and all the difference was that it just kind of glowed like prime you switch like everything kind of just like was more like oh it's an add-on feature like an equi- like an equipment slot nearly. Ah, oh, I see. So you just yeah. suit yourself up. Now, now yeah. I can see why four is so demanded. Yeah. So if hey, if if that if that comes um to switch, the, the day one buying it, I I don't care what I have to do to get it, I want it. Nintendo, give me the Metro Prime trilogy. Red Dead Redemption Two is being added to Game Pass on May seventh. At the, but at the same time, they're removing GTA. Now, when I seen this online, a lot of people were then going, oh, that's a stupid um, swap out to make, or, oh, Xbox flop, this, that, and other. You get that anyway. But I'm going, how long has GTA been out? Too long. Well, Compared to how long like... Red Dead. Red, Red Dead is the newer Rockstar game. I would much yeah. rather Red Dead on there than, than GTA. But to this day, GTA Five still has like a huge fan base and a huge player base. It does, but who's going to buy it for the first time now, as opposed to people who haven't played Red Dead 2? Good point. Also, but the I... main GTA Five's main fan base is for its online. So if, if you're playing it solely on Game Pass, and especially if you're only starting now playing it since it came to Game Pass, how much you get re- really getting done really, unless you put actual money into it, in which case, why would you put actual money into a game you don't actually own? I don't know. I think it was a case of Rockstar basically told them they can only have one big licensed game per, like on the pass at one time. 
yeah. I think. Because Rockstar would be like that. They were like that with the likes of Epic Store, Steam, and stuff. I think yeah. they just basically upgraded to the newest game, kind of like swapping for a newer car. Mm. Mm. Well, I think um, having Red Dead 2 on Game Pass is pretty cool. And uh, it's still, I think, a recent enough game that it's a good addition. Uh, I'll probably finally play it now. It also gives access to Red Dead Online, although I know Red Dead Online isn't supposed to be great. It was good for hog time, people. That's better. That's yeah. Really <laughs> yeah, because uh, Kiwami hits game Xbox and Game Pass. Uh, Kiwami is a remake of the original Yakuza from 2005 for the PS2. Uh, it was ri- Kiwami was originally released in 2016, but only came to Xbox on April 21st, 2020, and came to Game Pass just two days later, which is two days ago prior to us recording, so just this week. The remake oh, adds yeah. extra story elements as well as improving the combat to play more like Yakuza 0, the prequel to the game, which also hit Game Pass and an Xbox on the same day of 26th of February this year, and originally released in 2015 in Japan and 2017 in Europe for PS4. So it's cool we're getting more Yakuza games for the Xbox. Oh yeah, great series. Uh, if you definitely, if everyone's played Yakuza 0 at the start and then is moving on to Kwame, you're just going to enjoy it more. More Yakuza content for you. And it's just, yeah, it just exactly. improves so much. Like the, it just like it tightens everything up. The combat and it's still brilliant. There's great hand-to-hand combat. You can do stupid things like go do karaoke. You do a mission going running around the street looking for a ring, trying to attack this trash ninja. There's loads of stuff in it. Yeah, like Yakuza Zero has been on my list of games to play, especially for this show for a while. So I'll you probably should. get to it now. It's I'll probably a, get to it, it now and then jump to Kiwan when I finish it. Um, There's like they some, lead into each other. If if you play zero first and then go on to Kwame, you'll notice some things have changed, but like it's still keeping elements from zero. So while I, I, I am trying to say zero is the better, Kwame still does have its charm and it it yeah. is like a story, I don't know, ten years in the making. That's pretty cool. And it's also hoped that slowly they'll kind of feed coin two into it, maybe, as well. Oh, yeah. It's only been a few months since Zero came out, and they've already put out Kiwami, and that came out of nowhere as well. They're like, Xbox are just like, hey, we heard you like Yakuza. Have this. Song Game Pass. It's great that more people are playing it. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it definitely has a very arcadey charm to it, which, which I was enjoying from the little I played at Zero. That, that's funny because it does have like arcade games in it, and you can play arcade like games like racing and um, shooting. I did see that when it came out. I've seen people like doing that. You've probably seen all the other crazy stuff you can do, like bowl for a chicken, do crazy dances, like fight a cult, and so on. Next is Microsoft will apparently begin rolling out Series X games relatively soon, uh, according to a new tweet from the Xbox head, Phil Spencer. He tweeted, I've never been more excited about Xbox plans. Uh, We've heard you. You want transparency and authenticity. We plan to keep showing the way. Next step is not too far of a wait. Games. So they're planning, hopefully, on making announcements about games soon, which is cool. What we know is Halo Infinite and the Black of Cyberpunk will eventually have a next-gen version. I'd like a new uh, Dead Rising game, but that's just me. Did Dead Rising 4 do well? Not as big as they expected it was kind of a lesser game like for a new game it was very lesser compared to the other games that's what i heard ah. there, there wasn't a lot of innovation in it and it didn't have the same kind of scope to me as dead yeah. rising 3 because dead rising 3 you were like in this big massive city in 4 it 
they tried to say like you're in a city and stuff, but it was more like linear. There was mm. less going on, less to do. Yeah, ironically, it made you feel more claustrophobic in this one space than the other games did in a big mall-like area. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I think, fi- isn't there Rising 4 on Game Pass currently? Uh, if it is, then go for it. Well. 4 isn't bad, though. 3 was, but 3's been gone for a while. Oh, uh, I think I finished it already. Yeah, but I have not. 4 is still good, though. Four, I still had fun with 4, but I could play any Dead Rising game, I guess. Yeah. I do know they removed the feature for you to do anything, so if you fail a quest story mission and it lets you continue anyway, you can just do whatever. But 4, if you fail a quest mission, uh, that's it. Game over. Yeah, huh. That was one of the problems I had with it. And a lot of YouTubers did, too. Yeah, on a, on a side note, Dylan, I'm glad you're here today because usually I'm outnumbered by PS4 players. I have everything. That's my advantage. I'm on every team. You do, but oh, I know you play here. a lot more Xbox than you do your PS4. Yeah, it's, it's slowly changing between Resident Evil and Neo and everything, but we'll see what happens. Nice. Okay. Nice. And that logic, you must be excited for Neo 2. Uh, yeah, I'm literally going to get it in two or three days' time when I finally finish Neo 1, so... To that. Uh, which leads into our next topic. Um, the PS5 is a beast, but it can't beat Xbox Series X, according to a former PlayStation developer. The PS5 is not a bad console, it's an absolute beast of a piece of hardware, but it's just a piece of hardware which is slower on numerous kinds of paths than what Microsoft has put together. This is a quote from Chris uh, Grinnell, who's worked on Horizon Zero Dawn uh, with Guerrilla Games. Um, the Series X has 12 teraflops of com- compute power, while the PS5 has 10.3. It's a more powerful console on paper, but the PS5 has a faster solid-state uh, solid storage, with its um, SSD running a 5.5 gigabytes a second, while the Series X manages 2.5, meaning the PS5 could technically load in games and assets faster, but um, Grinnell believes that Sony may have been caught off guard by the Series X's power, due to the company kind of, as he put it, resting on their laurels after the PS4 was such a runaway success of this console generation? I think it's the case of uh, both consoles were ramping up their software, ramping up their software, but the likes of Xbox are like, no, this time we're really going to ramp up our software, as in we're really yeah. going to make sure, graphically, we'll put them in the ground. Yeah. This time, after years. That, his last one was that it's not that it's bad in terms of hardware, it's just that they don't really appreciate and understand what Xbox is trying to do in terms of its power narrative. Well, Xbox has the advantage of Microsoft being behind them, which means they have more access to the likes of certain chipsets and technology like that. Like usually, they they might have fumbled it up, like with the Xbox versus the PlayStation. There were some things that were better, some things that were worse. But then they came out with the X, which showed they could do a stronger console, and the PlayStation yeah. just had extra HD capacity, something like that, but I'd say it's going to be the case if PlayStation could be faster. Both consoles are going to look fairly similar, so... Yeah. They're, yeah. They're both going to look fantastic, so there's not really a bad choice, again, against... Depends what you want, really. Both I'm just wondering... Choice, though. Thank God. Sorry. I'm just wondering about the benefits of both, like, exclusivity... I can't say the word exclusivity... Exclusives. And yes. just, like, what access they can get to certain companies and who could publish this and that. Like, it, it's all numbers and hardware in the end, but I want to see what, like, is worth buying them. Yeah, the, the, the games are what sells the consoles. It always has been that, so it all comes down to that at the end of the day. 
you can have the strongest console in the world and if you've no games, why would anyone get it? I have the strongest consoles on me, like, right now, and yet these games are coming to, to pass. So, like, eventually, when these consoles come, they will be the strongest, but eventually the strongest will come out. So, like, you know. Yeah. The um, apparently, a test recently as well, it was said that the Series X can run Gears 5 four times faster than the Xbox One X. And that's when no change to any code or any anything. It just, by default, it's able to run it four times faster. Yeah, the only problem is you need to buy a much better TV if you get either of these consoles, unless you're yeah. not going to see a speck of difference. Yeah, you were run- you were looking for a 4K TV there. Yes, it's going to be fun. High refresh rate. If it came with its own TV, that'd be great. <laughs> just a built-in TV. Yeah, like those yeah. Uh, portable things you should be able to buy. Just fold it up. It just comes out fold up. Sure, you got a lot of lines, but uh, it'll be fine. I'm just imagining, you know how... Um, Aren't consoles technically, aren't, uh, well, Xbox, aren't they technically designed to be stood vertically, even though we most, most of the time keep them horizontally? They were, but the Xbox Ones eventually, the the X's, like the Series X and the stuff that they had, well, not the Series X, the yeah. Xbox One X, that is made to be completely horizontal, because if you actually lift that up and check the weight of it, that's going to fall over if you put it sideways, because yeah. it's too thin and it weighs, like, a hefty amount. So, so I'm not yeah, sure what so I'm, I'm imagining... Just uh, turning the Series X on its side and being a, a screen just built into the side of it. Like it would make sense with the PlayStation because the the PlayStation slimline I had actually has like buffers when you put in the disc, but the Xbox doesn't. So that disc could be yeah. rattling about the place or burn Ooh, the disc. Yeah. Which gives me mad anxiety thinking about because when I used to work in cement, the amount of people that came in with burnt discs is like, oh my Xbox is up sideways. I'm like, that's incorrect. Don't do that. Stop it. Yeah, so that's all the news we have, um, and now we're going to go and we're going to play a little game. I call this game Dialogue Tree, and the idea of this game is I will give you both three lines from video games, and I have scoured for lines from video games to find some of the weirdest stuff between dialogue options and routes and like skulls and Halo and the likes of that, and I've compiled a list. I will give you three. Only two of them are actually from games. The other one I've either pulled from somewhere else or made up off the top of my head. And you try and guess which one isn't in a game. Okay. You can tell I'm going to love this segment. Okay. Uh, Dylan, as our guest, do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. Your first one is... When this is all over, that hammer is going in someone's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Already doing great, sir. Life flashing before my eyes. Johnson, you still owe me five bucks. And I don't want to see this on your MySpace page. And please, no gang signs. Uh, the MySpace thing, I know that is from a game or a movie. The... Oh. See, the, the Johnson one, I'm, I'm between... I'm going to say the, the Hammer one. The hammer is a fake. If it's not, I want to find you, out what that's from. You'll be incorrect, sir. Okay. <gasps> wow. That's surprising. When wow. this is over, the hammer is going at someone's ass is what ha- what a brute chieftain says in Halo when you have the I want I I could have been your daddy skull turned I on. I have never heard that. Oh my god. I, I remember that, that skull. Now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Life flashing before my eyes, Johnson only five bucks, is also a Halo line with a skull turned on, and what a Marine can say when he's shot by an enemy. Oh. 
the I don't want to see this on your MySpace page and please no gang signs is actually from the opening of the first Iron Man movie. That's what I mean. I thought, I thought, oh, I thought it was, it oh. was I didn't think it was game exclusive. That's why I got confused. Uh, You're half right when you said it was from a movie. Oh, that's fair enough. The, I want to play Halo now just to see that brute chief. Yeah. Okay. Bowie, let's see if you can do better. I'll bring it on. I've got some pictures on my MySpace on my MySpace if you want to see them. Hey, look, if it's about those parking tickets, I can explain everything, okay? Would you care for a glass of pigeon milk? <laughs> okay. They they all sound like Fallout exclusive dialogue. Um Oh See see what see what Dylan's I could like Kinda tell they were from Halo, but in this category, this is okay. Let me just think. What was the middle one? Hey, look. If this is about those parking tickets, I can explain everything. Okay. I'm gonna have to go with that. I have a good feeling about that one. Well, you are correct. Oh. That is actually a line from the original Tron. Oh my goodness. Uh, would you care for a glass of pigeon milk? Is uh, a line from Animal Crossing City Folk. And it's said by a pigeon oh. who owns our cafe, so I don't want to know where he gets that milk from. <laughs> yeah, if, if you ever watch Beastars, there's a joke like that, or rather just a segment, so that, that gives off the same kind of energy. And I've got some pictures on my MySpace, if you want to see them. It's probably what Dylan was thinking about earlier that confused him. That can be said by a female marine when that skull is turned on in Halo. Man, oh, I, see, I heard that one. Yeah, so... um. That's the game. I'm trying to work on a couple more for the future. Um, so, with that being said, uh, Bowie, what have you been playing this week? Right. Well, since I've been playing the same games as old, I have been trying to dabble in other games. But one game I've been trying, which I find really fun and similar to another game I love, Valhalla, is Coffee Talk. I'm sure you've heard of Coffee Talk. That's a Switch game, isn't it? It's a Switch, PS4, and I think... Xbox and PC game. It's available for all consoles and anyone can buy it and just sit down and enjoy. I personally recommend it for Switch because I would describe it as a lo-fi kind of game. It's got a nice art style, interesting world, and uh, there's not really a story to it other than you're a barista serving to old friends and new customers. But what's interesting about that, just like Valhalla, is that it has a nice script it's got like no dialogue trees or nothing. You're just following a linear dialogue thing. But the interesting about it is um, certain people coming in. Like if you work anywhere and you sat down and talked to someone for like, I don't know, five to ten seconds, you wouldn't really want to be interested in them. But in this game, Coffee Talk, you could just like talk. It, it Well, actually, they just come in anyway. You can't choose your customers, but you just... You just like learning and communicating with them while serving the right coffee. And sometimes they could be a bit vague with their descriptions. Like some guy came in like, uh, I like something bitter with milk in it and latte art. And I looked at the list and it said one thing had latte art and it was bitter and just a little bit of milk. But apparently it was the wrong one. It was actually the latte, even though the picture of the latte had no latte art on it. But that that's just my downfall. Um, so... Is it are are you actually then like playing? Is the game then actually like literally you constructing the coffee, or is it just selecting the right ones? Actually, I should be clear. Yeah, you can construct coffees uh, when someone orders one. Hmm. 
but it's like a few set of ingredients. So if you want to say a latte, it's milk, milk, and coffee. If you want a cappuccino, it's milk, coffee, coffee. Green tea latte, it'd be green tea and milk and milk. I see. So Go it's simply... Sorry? I said it's the same as real life, basically. It's milk and steam, though. Yeah, pretty much. I really wish making coffee was that simple, but uh, that's just me. Um, sometimes people will be vague with their descriptions, and some people will just outright say, I want an espresso. It's yeah. There's no penalty for giving them the wrong coffee, but it just helps if you want to learn more about them. And there's like a little friendship thing on your phone that shows more information about this person. I should mention, uh, you get a phone feature, and you can read stories by your friend who works at the local newspaper. You can have There's a Facebook app, and there's a list of coffee. So it's not a challenging game. It's not kind of an intense game. It's just a nice game where you can settle, read dialogue, and serve coffee to people. With elves and demons and orcs and everything. I've seen a spaceman in the promo shot for it. Like, it looks... Oh, the spaceman too. Yeah, that's, that's wild. It's wild. Okay, I was it's... expecting that last section of comments there. You're saying a lot of words <laughs> that didn't seem to fit into what you were describing. Orcs like coffee, well, man. It's coffee. Yeah, so the impression game is especially it's um, it's like a narrative around a similar kind of system to like making curry in Pokemon. I would say so, but that's like if every curry you made was for someone and they started telling your life story. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like a narrative around that kind of mechanic. Oh yeah, like it's not an intense. You're just a barista in a fantasy yeah. world. So uh, if anyone out there get the demo even, the game goes for like 15 to 20 euros on certain stores, but demo is long enough. It gives you basic gameplay and a lot of fun. Sounds fun. Yeah, um, sounds like an interesting kind of chill game. Gives you a rest from all the uh, intense games we've again recently, like Animal Crossing and uh, the quarantine lockdown. The intensity of Animal Crossing. Oh, the real world battle rail we're in right now. <laughs> <laughs> On the probably opposite end of the spectrum, Dylan, what have you been playing? Mainly Resident Evil 3, a nice chill game about a nice vacation to Raccoon City. And there's a, you know, it's Mardi Gras outside. Everyone wants to get nice and close together. You know, share feelings and bite marks. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Mardi Gras so quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, the remake of Resident Evil 3, it's essentially a, re a, a redo of the original Resident Evil 3 game that came out a long time ago. I don't exactly remember the date. But it's essentially a streamlined version. So you start the game, you wake up in your apartment, you answer the phone, your friend Brad, who is from the... Uh, to give background, basically, it happens. Resident Evil 1 happens, and then... Two weeks later, Resident Evil 2 and 3 happen at the same time. So this is basically two weeks after Resident Evil 1. So there's like an incident in the Spencer Mansion. There's an outbreak. Now the outbreak is in the city. You're in the city and you're trying to escape. This is essentially the abridged version of it. And it happens in parallel with 2, right? Yeah. So you'll go to a location or two from 2 before the protagonist of 2 gets there. So basically, you wake up in your apartment, you try and escape this creature called Nemesis, who's like this super, super bioorganic weapon sent to silence all the people who are talking about Umbrella, the corporation who are behind the outbreak. 
and you escape him, you get to the subway, everything is all well and good, and then you're just taking your time, well, not really taking your time, but you're being cautiously going around the city, going to different locations, trying just to survive easy. zombies and monsters and everything like that. And also, he'll appear at certain sections and chase you down, so it's nice and relaxing, like, you know, walking through <laughs> a nice alleyway and suddenly the wall smashes and you just hear stars and you're being ransacked. So it's a lot more kind of open world, isn't it? It's, two? it's it's kind of open world and kind of not. It's 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 linear. Like you go through different. There's more sections. Like there's more interesting sections. Like instead of a, just a police station and going outside, there's like a there's a power station. There's the sewers. There's the streets. You can go to different stores in the streets, and then you go to a hospital, say, and that kind of thing. Like it's it's semi open. It's mostly linear. But that's because the game was originally designed to be a speedrunning game. So you can complete hmm. the game in less than two hours, even an hour, if you're really good at it. I'm not that kind of person. I take my time and look at every... I think I heard there's an achievement for that if you finish it under two hours. But the game gives you like uh, certain weapons and stuff you can buy in post-game that helps you with that. Yeah, there's certain weapons you can get. Like you can get an infinite ammo handgun, if an ammo minigun, a rocket launcher. There's like a flamethrower you can normally get. But also, there's an achievement that it seems impossible to me that you can finish the, if you finish the game with using one or less healing items. I don't know how, in the name of God, you get that. Someone has done. I'm sure they have. Someone's crazy. Someone's gonna do it. But like the minute I got to the substation, my healing items just went out the window because there's these insects that just infect you, and you got to keep using the healing items to stop you getting infected. And it's a it's a lot more um a lot more robust than making coffee. So I think I'd rather make coffee at this stage, to be honest. But <laughs> have a coffee with Nemesis. Yeah, I can just hold a cup of the tentacle. Based based on what boys from that game, Nemesis could walk in. Yeah, he he could just smash through the door and say stars yeah. with a letter. Just read chill one stars. Yeah, stars. Tell me about your life story. It's like, well, that was designed to just kill some people, and now I just want to go for a walk. He just tries to drink without his lips, and all the coffee is running down his face. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's a it's a good remaster. It's it's it cuts out bits of the original game, but it adds its own bits. So you'll start straight deep into it in this game, as opposed to in the first game. You're like, you go out in the streets and you're wondering what's going on, and then a zombie shows up. This game, Nemesis literally comes in your front door. So huh. it's a lot more fast-paced. It's a nice fast-paced game. There's a demo of it if anyone wanted to try it. You get to get the full experience of like the going through Wrecking City and. Nemesis is showing up for a high five. So, nice. how would you compare it in terms of? Because I know a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people say that two was better. Uh, a lot of people think uh, two is better because it had better atmosphere, or there was like it felt felt like there was a bigger world and more to do. I think it's as good, but I knew what I was expecting going in. Like where two is like slow, trampling, tense. The three is very like. It's quick. There's a bit. It's more. It's more action, but at the same time, it's a lot more like fight or flight kind of horror. That mm. you'll be often put in situations where things will just be coming straight at you. Like there'll be hunters, there'll be nemesis, there'll be insects. Whereas in two, it's mainly just your average zombie with Mr. X. And Mr. X, a lot of people think is better because he he's better like tracking at you when it comes to the player. Like he can follow you through more places. Nemesis kind of has like a set zone he can attack you from yeah but yeah 
the difference is Nemesis is 10 times faster than Mr. X. Like, Nemesis is faster than you all the time, even if you're, like, at max speed. He can always catch up to you, he can always grab you, he can always pull you back, or he can use weapons. Like, there's certain parts in 2, 3 when you're running from, like, a flamethrower or a missile launcher. So it's it's a lot faster, which is why people would think 2 is better. Because 2 is, like, feels like there's more going on. And also well, there's two, 2 characters in 2, so... Yeah. 2 basically just puts you in a combined environment, though, so I, I would see why it'd be scary. Like, you can run into many rooms, but he eventually will corner you. Yeah, that's happened. Like, it happened a few times. And also, 3 changed it up so she can do a... Jill can do a dive roll, or like a dodge, and at the right time, it can slow time down and give you, like, a few seconds to aim and fire, or, like, you know, run away. But I think that's needed with Nemesis, because Nemesis can, like, do a combo of 3 or 4 hits where Mr. X did 1 or 2. Ow. Yeah. And there's also... The, the difference was, as well, there was 2... You could do 2 separate playthroughs of 2 to get the real Edna, like, playthrough A and B. Whereas with 3, it's just, you play through it, you're done. Yeah, it's not so much two playthroughs as you just swap characters in the middle. And yeah. there, was D there was DLC for 2, where you could play as, say, Punk, the Lone Survivor, or K Kendo from the Gun Shop. Or Tofu. Huh. Huh. An actual block of Tofu, not if tofu. you wanted to. That was in the original 2, though, wasn't it? <laughs> that was a, it was an unlockable skin for Jill, too. You could be a block of Tofu with a beret. <laughs> That's amazing. And if, if the zombies start attacking and do damage to you, it, it, it just uh, you lose bits of tofu off you, and you become darker. That's awesome. Because you're going stale. It is a good substitute <laughs> for meat, so... That's <laughs> not bad. Uh, hey, you know, there, there, there could be some uh, vegetarian zombies out there. We don't know. You know, just yeah, for one chance definitely to eat. vegetarian. <laughs> oh. but that's, all, that's all I've been all playing, right. where they just start trying to get through it, going to go play hardcore mode after I finish it. Yeah, nice. like Joe, you like to hate yourself. Oh, absolutely. I like going balls deep into that. Joe plays Kingdom Hearts on critical mode, and I don't know how. I mean, I finished every Dark Souls, and I love Bloodborne and Neon to death, so I can kind of understand that. That's fair. Uh, yeah, that sounds uh, pretty cool. It sounds very enjoyable. Um, if you're there, so yeah, um, I went for um, an older game this week. I've been... I've been playing the original Borderlands game. And how does it fare today? Well, here's the thing. I've, I've, the reason I went back to it was because 3 was on sale. And I've heard a lot of cool things about 3. And so I was like, but there's no point in playing 3, considering I've only ever really played the first kind of few hours of 1 and 2. So I went back to go and play it. And I feel like you can really tell it's the first one in that. It's a lot quieter. There's a lot less music. It's more kind of like ambient kind of sound more than anything. Yeah. And it feels a little more repetitive. And it also feels like like the comedy that it became known for just isn't there. Like there's quips there, but I feel like they really amped it up because after feedback from one or two and so on. Mm -hmm. Like, because I find Claptrap more annoying than anything in the original one. And because it only has the same like two or three lines. Yeah, you'd be correct. Um, yeah, you'd be very yeah. correct. <laughs> um, and obviously, like they they went a lot more wacky with guns over time. Like the most you get in this one is this one does elemental damage or explosive damage. But no, it's huh. definitely, it's definitely, it's definitely, it's definitely still holds up as a game. I ju it's just a game that you wouldn't, for a lot of people who who've started on two, you wouldn't go back and play because you'd be there and like, what is this? This doesn't feel 
100% Borderlands. Like, yeah, what, what I feel like two establish a lot of what's known for. Yeah. There's there's Borderlands, and then there's just Borderlands. I think it's like yeah. Saints Row. How with Saints Row, with three and four respectively, they really like amped up the the craziness factor of it, but it also became it came into its own that way. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what happened with Borderlands yeah, too, especially like they they really added more comedy to it, and I think it really benefited. Yeah, and from and from what from what I know, um, that they really went all out crazy with like guns and weapons in three. Yeah, you can. There's you can have a you can have your normal flamethrower gun. You can have a gun that fires money. You can have a gun that fires other guns. You can have a gun that fires nerf darts. A gun that fires just like a squirt gun that electrocutes people. There's loads of options. A gun that fires nerf darts just reminds you of in Prey. You get like a foam dart launcher, and the use for that is just that you can shoot uh, physical buttons through windows to open doors for you to unlock them. Uh, But it makes a squeak on impact. Yeah, it does in this game too, and they, the darts stick to surfaces. So if you're fire, fighting like a bandit and you hit him in the head with a dart, you can see the dart sticking out of his head. It's good comedy value. <laughs> uh, that reminds me yeah, of uh, Dead Space 2. Sorry, yeah. you ever played Dead Space 2? Yeah. There is like a finger foam gun. Which the foam finger. I, the finger foam gun, yeah. And I think it's either it one kills them or it's very powerful. Um, the foam finger. I'm pretty sure you, but you you get it for a hundred percent, either a hundred percent the game, or from doing the achievements where you finish the game by only saving three times. Ah. Uh. Um, and yeah, it's uh, I know the finger. Yeah, he he doesn't actually fire anything. He just goes bang or pew. But yeah, it's like a one hit kill. It's 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 like a it's like an explosive bullet. Ah, <laughs> oh, so good, so good. It it it's it's it, that's it's yeah it's it's ridiculous but it's awesome. Really turns the tables yeah. on the whole horror thing. They're actually running. Oh yeah. Now. But yeah, the um, I just left Firestone. So I'm about I want to say a third of the way through it. It's still enjoyable. It's just it's enjoyable enough that I do want to finish it. It's just very much a case of like. But I suppose the good thing is that it's making me go okay. I'm excited to finish this so I can get to two. Yeah, that's fair. That's understandable. Yeah, that's fair. Now I know, looking at it, there's probably not a huge amount of story there that that I could probably just go straight to two. But just because I because I have it, I'm I'm, I'm determined. No, I'm, I want to play all of them. Yeah, the the DLC for one is good as well. If you ever like wanted to give it a go, like the General Noxus Armory and Claptrap's Revenge, they're both very. Oh, the Zombie Island too. Sorry, there's three DLCs. They're yeah. both all fun little journeys. It's 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 definitely very fun as it's it's a nice break from games that are like um oh you're not level enough cool into death in that it's a lot more akin to you can almost kind of like con your way through missions like I the one of the missions for like the circle of death I the arena of death or whatever they call see him I spend I want to say twenty minutes and most of my ammo just like backwards jumping to avoid like a giant skag. And eventually killed it. And only because my grenades were transfusion grenades, so they absorb health and give it back to me. And my bloodwing gathers health when it attacks enemies, because I'm playing Mordecai. Yeah, the abilities can really set, like make that game far more forgiving, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it, it's a nice, like, relax. Like, it's, it's, it's a good casual game, I think. It's just to, like, throw on some music and kind of start going with Because there's not actually a lot of... 
because especially for like I'm, I'm usually a person on who i'm not big on like if i'm playing a game i want i want i want to listen to the game but there's not a lot of dialogue like i would lie dialogue that's important in borderlands that if you have subtitles you're not going to see anyway so I usually do, I just kill the music in Borderlands because although there's not a lot of it and I'll just boost the sound effects and then put Spotify on in the background. There's only so much you can listen to the Arid Badlands track, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when it's, it's re- realistic, it's what, like 45 seconds on loop? Yeah, it certainly feels like that. Especially after you've been there long enough. I understand why the people on Pandora are kind of crazy. If that's what they're hearing. <laughs> they're just playing through the speakers. Yeah. I imagine it like um, the meme of um, what do I hear? But what do I hear? Heavy metal music and Doom guy comes running in. I still love all the Animal Crossing and Doom crossovers. I want to see that. Like oh, yeah, I want to see more of that. I know Bethesda will do it. They'll just probably put an Isabella keychain on the uh, Doom Slayer eventually. And I, I guarantee you that somebody has made like um, Cracker armor as clothing in Animal Crossing. Oh Without yeah, I doubt. Oh yeah. Like, the amount of stuff you can make customizing in New Horizons is endless. I think it's really cool. Yeah. I've seen a lot of really cool designs from um, anime characters to video game characters to um, people replicating actual, like, um, people's merch. Yeah. Which I think is really cool. It, it just reminds me of the, uh, the coloring on Snapchat. Now, I know that's not a game, but, like, you see people do really good designs with it. And you're just like, they have no background or anything, just an image. And like, it works by pixel by pixel thing, like Mega Man. So you're just wondering yeah. how exactly. Yeah. Supreme concentration and <laughs> a lot more talent than I'd ever have. All right. Well, I'm out as a designer, so. That was, um, that was interesting. Uh, it's about time you wrapped up, I think. But gentlemen, thank you for joining me this week. No problem. Thank you. No both. problem. Boy, thank you for returning, Dylan. Thank you for showing up for the first time. Yeah, going back to the street after. Um, hopefully, we can have both of you back at some point. Um, so yeah, uh, as usual, if you have um, any comments, questions, suggestions for the show, uh, there's the Vox Radio Facebook page. That's Vox with the O Double X Radio. Um, yeah, uh, until next time, guys. Take care.